Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Today, we are talking about side hustles. Now, I've mentioned this before, that if you're not putting at least a grand a month into your retirement, you need a side hustle. Um, you know, And again, it, for a lot of us, we need to be putting a lot more away than that. And if you're, you know, if you're 22 years old, you don't need to be putting that much away. But I'm a firm proponent of the side hustle. And also, I think it's an important thing to keep in mind for when you do retire. I think having a side hustle is great for retirees because A, nice supplemental income, but also B, it's something to kind of keep yourself occupied. And, um, you know, maybe like my dad says, keep you out of the beer joints. So today I'm interviewing uh, Chris McPeak, and she is uh, an expert in side hustles of all things. And she hosts the Got Side Hustle podcast. She's super cool. I was on her uh, podcast a couple months ago and she knows what she's talking about and she has some interesting ideas and I think you're going to like this. So uh, here you go. Tell me about the four types of side hustles. So, so if someone has decided, you know, they, they want to, to, to supplement, what, what are the four types of side hustles that you have isolated? Sure. So I, I th it just kind of goes from easiest to hardest, I think, in terms of your, um, your effort, your input, and how creative that you want to be. So at the very, very bottom of the, of the list um, is the gig economy concept. So okay. for people that want to drive an Uber vehicle or do Postmates or, or something that's with an already formed corporation where you kind of sign on uh, as an independent contractor. And then you get your 1099, 1098, whatever all of the things are. We talked about that when you were on my show. Yep. Um, so that's that's the bottom base is, is it's mostly delivery, driving, or, or gig economy related things. Or even being like... Um, like mystery shopping, because I do that as well on the weekends. In fact, when I'm when I'm done recording with you, I have to hit it a, a few food for lesses and a Ralph's in my area, and evaluate if whether or not they have enough signage for sold out non organic strawberries and if their milk cabinets smell crusty or or not. So I have to, you know, wow. And I get and I get my groceries reimbursed for that. So it's very it's it's very easy and fun and a good way to pick up a few extra bucks here and there. So so that's that's the bottom level. That's the gig economy. Okay. Then the second the second type of side hustle is being working in affiliate something. So this runs the gamut from I'm going to um, buy into a a company like I don't know Arbonne Cosmetics or Amway or something mm, like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sell a product and recruit people to be in my you know my bottom line, downline, whatever they call that. Um, I, this product I believe in, I'm going to sell it. Or if you find a company, a corporation, or even another online marketer entrepreneur that has a product that you believe in and you become an affiliate of them. So, so that's another way that okay. you can, that you can make money as a side hustle is having some kind of affiliate income from, you know, promoting products that you strongly believe in or, um, or buying into one of those, you know, Mary Kay body shop, Amway, whatever. There's so there's like hundreds of thousands of them, I right. think. Um, and I will, and I will say to quick sidebar that I, I did body shop at home. I did Mary Kay. I, I think for that lifestyle to work for somebody, they have to want to, they have to really enjoy the product that they have and really believe in selling it to other people because you, you really don't make money from Mary Kay by 
opening a website and and putting a, a link on Facebook. You have to do skincare right. classes. Same with Body Shop. You have to do the demonstration. People have to see the product in their face. And I and I did that for a while, long enough to know that that's not who I was. Um, and that wasn't that that was not the type of effort that I wanted to put into my side hustle. So. So that's the second type. Okay. The third type is to be a creator of sorts. And and so you could be a content creator or you could be a product creator. Um, and and you have experience with that because you've invented a few things along the way. So that yep. you would have fit into that creator category. Um, I'm going to use my friend Molly as an example. Um, Molly actually has done all of the all of the things, all four types, and is actually a little bit of two right now. So Molly's an expert knitter. And that woman can knit anything. You put a pattern in front of her and she can make the most beautiful hats, gloves, shawls, yarn bowls, bags, the whole thing. But along with that, Molly also can design things. So Molly can, you know, come up with an idea of a, a bag, a purse in her mind and, and write some things down and create that pattern. So now she's going to open an Etsy store and sell those patterns to other knitters so that they can uh. create those bags. So Etsy, I think, has definitely blown up in not just for people who have antiques that they want to sell, but for people who make things. Um, and another example, I think, that probably made a lot of people a lot of money in the early days of COVID, like not everybody wanted to walk around in those blue store-bought masks. Right, um, right. And the very first thing that I did is I went to Etsy and I told my husband, I said, well, I want to buy some cute stuff and it's going to have to do with swimming. So if you could sew and you could find a pattern to make, you know, a, a port of, you know, a, a mask that could be reused, rewashed. Um, and so those people I'm sure made a killing in the early days of COVID and probably still have very profitable Etsy stores out there. So, um, and then also in the, in the creator vein is to create content. So that might be that. In, okay. I'm just going to keep using famous people as examples, although sure. my friend Molly's sure. not famous, but she should be. So Pat Flynn, we <laughs> all have heard of Pat Flynn, the super fan guy, um, he started his business by being a content creator in that he had passed this exam that you need to become a licensed architect. And so he created an online course showing people how they could prepare for that exam. And that thing really blew up for him. And he was like, whoa, I've, you know, created something pretty cool. And so now... Pet Flynn has courses on being an influencer or how to launch your podcast and things like that. So if you have mastered something or or feel like you have a skill or a process, something that you can give to somebody, sell to somebody that can create a transformation for them, then you can create an online course or a membership or a a checklist workbook thing that people will will buy from you um, to help fix something in their life, whether that's studying for that architecture exam or um, figuring out how to apply for scholarships. I've often thought that I should do that because I've been working in scholarships for almost 10 years oh, yeah. now. And I should have an online course for how to apply for scholarships. So so that's the third tier of the side hustle is the, the creator, whether you're creating a product or you're creating content. And then the fourth type is the service provider. So this is where your massage therapists, uh, yoga instructors, coaches, all of the different kinds of coaches. And there's dozens of co there's lifestyle coaches, there's career coaches, there's 
personal trainers. There's, uh, I mean, I can't even, it would take us forever to go through every single kind of coach there is, but as a service provider, somebody is going to pay you to help walk them through the process of learning something, doing something, getting better at something, or even just improving their life, making them feel like they have something to contribute to the world, helping them talk through their issues with food addiction or, or those types of things. So again, the types of, of service providers out there that, that is endless to dog walkers. I mean, something as simple as putting yourself on an app, well, I guess that would be more gig economy, but, um, you know, you can help train a dog how to sit and roll over and do fun, cute tricks. Well, people will pay money to have that service. So so that's that's the top tier. And again, they sort of go in order of like financial investment slash time to start slash uh, effort to, to put in. Because be, to be an Uber driver, you really don't need to do more than fill out the application, get your vehicle inspected and pass a background check. And then you can begin mm-hmm. work to be a certain kind of coach or a dog trainer. You, so there's certifications involved. You have to have a website. You need to reach people and those types of things. So, so the effort and the energy level adjusts as you kind of move up the, move up the ladder there. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, I got to go back. So you're a mystery shopper. Tell me how, <laughs> g- give me the download because I'm fascinated by this. Um, give me the download on how, how does one become a mystery shopper and can you make money doing it? Mm-hmm. Sure. So the the company that I'm involved in, they have a handful of, of different types of things, but there's all kinds of mystery shopping companies out there. My hubby and I did this a little bit when we lived in Chicago. Um, they sent us to a Marshall Fields, and I think we had to go to like four different departments and evaluate if, you know, did someone greet you? How did they greet you? Um did they, they show you the product you were looking for or something like that? So um, that was a department store and they were looking for things about customer service. The, the mystery shopping I do now is all in grocery stores. That's pretty much all I do with this okay. company. Um, and it's evaluating certain things in certain departments. So right now the big push is produce. They want to see if um, certain types of produce are fully stocked. So I go in and I look for the Roma tomatoes and is it empty? Is it half full? Is it totally full? And then I rate those. So there's five or six different things in produce. And then I have to evaluate the service person in produce. If there even was somebody in the in the service area, I have to check the floors of all of the parts of the store. And then, then this thing with the milk, like I was mentioning before, I have to go in and see for all these different kinds of milk is the um, expiration date at least 10 days after today's date. So we're recording this on the 16th. So I have to see and make sure that the expiry date is at least um, October 26th or later on the milk. And then I have to open the cases and see if it's musty or smelly or anything like that. Um, But I think if you Google mystery shopping and um, you can look for, you know, companies, I did um, a, a handful of restaurant um audits where i and you know they'll they reimburse you for the meal they tell you you have to go like i had to go to wiener schnitzel drive through i had to order one hot dog one chili dog one order of chili fries 
Um, I had to indicate how hot the product was when it was handed to me. Um, I had to check the receipt to make sure that all of the items were there. I had to pay in cash and I had to count, double count my change, things like that. And then I had to go back in and tell them that they passed. Oh, wow. Like that was, that was a really weird one. I had to go in and say, yeah, I just wanted to let you know I'm a mystery shopper with this company and, um, you know, here's my checklist and here's the things I asked for and, and that you did well and sign off on that. Um, so for, for most mystery shopping, um, yeah, it's really, it's really fascinating. It's especially if you like, if you think, you know, people and human behavior is fun. Um, it's, it's interesting to go in and, and interact with different people in this way. Like I have to evaluate the checkers in all of these, um, scenarios. So, um, but you asked if someone could feasibly make money by doing mystery shopping. And I would say mm -hmm. the answer to that is yes. But again, it, it has to be enjoyable for you. Otherwise, it's going to seem kind of like a grudge because some companies want very specific things and it's highly regimented. You know, you have to visit these departments and these orders. You have to go check all the bathrooms. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that I've read about. I did a movie theater audit once, which was kind of fun. Oh, wow. um, so they paid for my movie ticket. They, you know, it's all reimbursement. They reimbursed my movie ticket and they reimbursed for like up to $5 for snacks. Um, and again, checking all the restrooms during the film, um, was that, you know, how long did I wait in line for my concessions, stuff like that. So, so there's some really, there's some interesting things in there. There's parking lot ones are, are pretty lucrative because they want you to pay oh, wow. to park in this parking lot for a certain amount of time. And then, you know, sort of do an audit of the, of the lot. So of the five levels, you know, how many seemed like there were more than a hundred cars. Um, did you get a receipt? If you didn't get a receipt, did you, you know, did you ask for one? If you asked for one, were you not given one? Those types of things. So, um, so yeah, again, you have to, you have to be enjoying some of these tasks that they're, that they're sending sure. you to do. Um, and, and some of them are, are pretty, pretty picky and pretty specific. So, um, so that's my, mostly I've tried, I've tried a lot of it and I find that the grocery shopping one really works for me because I gotta go to the store anyway. I've got a, I've got it down pat now. Um, even when they, sh you know, shake things up a little bit, like this thing with the milk, that's, that's a new thing. So okay. I, you know, just get my bearing with it and then it's, you know, fine. I can get, I can do, I can do like five shops in an afternoon comfortably, um, where I feel like, you know, it's not, it's not a drag. It's not a lot of work. Um, and I think, and I need to talk to my accountant about this because I think I can count that as mileage um, on my taxes because I'm not commuting to my day job. I'm doing. Oh, I'm sure you could. I'm working as a consultant, essentially, um, an independent yep. contractor. So I'm I'm going between. I think like the mileage to the first store I can't count, and then the mileage home. But this mileage between the shops I'm going to. I think I'm of the opinion I can count that. I'm guessing that they give you a 10.99 at the end of the year. Yep. They do. Yeah. Then, then, I mean, I'm no accountant, but yeah, you can write off those miles for sure. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not a standard, like you said, a daily commute type situation to a job. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I think, awesome. I mean, I guess in that I would, the mystery shopping would fall into the gig economy concept and, um, right. yeah, just finding a company that you're comfortable with and the type of task that, um, that's fun for you. And yeah, you can, you can do, you can do pretty well. Love it. Yeah. See, and now that's one of the things that I like about the whole idea of a side hustle is 
there are so many things out there that you wouldn't have thought of. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've heard of mystery shoppers, but I never met one. Um, so, you know, just, just <laughs> that's kind of fun. And I think that's a cool idea. And I never had any indication that you could do mystery shopping in parking lots. So um, I'm, I'm oh, learning yeah. here. This is, this is good. Yeah. There's some really nifty, cool stuff out there. Some pretty weird stuff out there too, but you know, the, the I, stuff that I, I didn't bet. like doing, I just didn't do it again. <laughs> okay. So you've got a podcast about, mm -hmm. um, about side hustling. Um, what, yes. what, if, if, if my listeners listen to your podcast, what are they going to learn? Yeah, I well, I talk to all kinds of people. Some folks just talk about the kind of side hustle that they're doing. Um, I interviewed a girl this morning that runs a subscription box service. So, so we talked about like how do you if you wanted to start that, how would you start a subscription service? So, so when you say a subscription box, is that like one of those deals where every couple of months the the subscriber would receive like assorted items that. Boxes full of neat goodies. Yeah. Like I was uh, okay. like FabFitFun is an right. example of that. It, like if you think of food delivery services like HelloFresh, that that would be considered a subscription box. Um, so those types of things. And they're, you know, you can theme them. Um, they can be all fitness products. They can be all natural deodorants, whatever you're, whatever you're into. And, and I guess that would be a combination of an affiliate and a service because you would need people to provide products to you that can be, that can be sold. Right. So, um, yeah, so people come on my show to talk about the type of side hustle that they do, how they started it, what their story is. Um, and then I also do solo shows about things I'm learning through my own experience with the side hustle. Like, you know, how to run a side hustle with your spouse. So what some of the things that Charles and I do together, the challenges, the the benefits, the, the, the beauty of it all. Um, I have been doing shows. Um, I've been doing audits of planners. So I'll use a planner for a quarter and then I'll do like a review of that planner to tell people like, this is what I liked about it. This is what I didn't like. Um, really? And I, you know, I talked about daylight savings time once because, it, you know, it's interesting to see how our world just kind of turns upside down when, you know, our clock falls back or, or springs ahead and how you can transition comfortably with daylight saving time without like completely mucking up your, your routine. Um, I talk a lot about routines too. I, I'm a firm believer in the morning and the evening routine and, and having those things that are part of your day, whether you use them to work on your business, whether you use them to get yourself balanced in other ways, because there's going to be time in the day that you're going to work on your business. Um, and just to not get sucked into the whole like overwhelmingness of what it's like to go to a day job and then come home and and pursue, you know, making money in another way. It can be overwhelming, I think, if your mindset's not there. So I talk about those types of things on the show. Interesting. Okay. So, but also um, for those who want uh, personalized attention, you also will kind of coach people on side hustles, right? How does that work? Yeah, sure. So if people, if people pop on the show and they, and they like what they hear and they're kind of like that McPeak girl, she's got something going on. I want to work with her. There's two ways that people can work with me. I have a membership called the Smart, Smart Side Hustle Society, and mm. that is a very low cost um, membership that consists of uh, pre-recorded master classes people can watch and and learn from and then there's uh, every every month I put in a new master class and a new workbook of some sort so there there are workbooks from um, 
I'm trying to think of some of the topics that are in there, like habit stacking, um, how to manage your supplemental income, those types of things. So, and then we build community within the membership as well. So we have a monthly coaching call where people can pop on and, and connect and get to know each other and ask questions. So they can work with me in the membership or they can work with me one-on-one -on -one individually. And I have, I have coaching packages depending on sort of the type of help that they want and how, and how long they want to invest in it. So some people just want help getting their side hustle off the ground. So maybe they work with me for three months and we talk through like, okay, what kind of side hustle do you want to start and get them familiar with the four kinds and, and get them a vision. Um, some people have a side hustle, but they want to work on growing it and scaling it and or they have the side hustle in their day job, but they feel like they have no time to do anything. Their friends are complaining because they never see them anymore. They haven't been to their kids games in you know, six months. So I help those people work with their time and their priorities. So let's create those routines that you need. Let's let's talk about how you're communicating about your business to your significant other and your family because you want them to kind of, you know, buy into the work that you're doing and be part of that. Um, and then people can work with me for the long haul. And, you know, we can we can work for a year together on on putting all of that together. Um, so I, I have a VIP client right now, for example, that has had to sort of go back to taking care of a family member and she's calling that her day job. So she's trying mm -hmm. to switch her, um, her family business into a different kind of accounting business. So that's what we're working on um, while she's determining how to deal with the fact that mom lives with her now and how do I make those types of things work. So, so yeah, so those are ways people can, can connect with me outside of the show if they really want to do a deep dive in, um, just taking that side hustle idea to the next level, getting it off the ground and start seeing some money coming in. Interesting. Okay. Well, cool. I, I love this and I am actually going to um, look up how to become a mystery shopper because oh, I cool. think um, <laughs> I, I hadn't even thought about it, but it sounds like something that would be fun to do in my spare time, which I have lots of. Um, so specifically, how does one get in touch with Chris, Chris McPeak? Yeah, well, you almost said my name so fast that you got my Instagram handle. So um, oh. on the gram, I'm Christmas Peak. So K-R-I-S-M-A-S-P-E-A-K. And the website is easy. It's just chrismcpeak.com. And I spell Chris with a K. So K-R-I-S-M-C-P-E-A-K. Um, and the show is Got Side Hustle. And it's available on all of the delicious platforms out there. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. This is great. And again, I'm uh, I'm kind of excited because uh, I learned a few things and I'm okay. going to become a uh, mystery shopper. So I thank you very much. Mystery shopper. Uh -huh. <laughs> Power to the shoppers. That's right. <laughs> Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com.